Episode of the Whoop Child Chronicles podcast. And my special guest today is someone from a family of mine that I love, my Reflective Music family, which you guys will learn more about everybody a part of Reflective Music throughout the next few episodes because I'm going to interview everybody on their roster. But we're going to start with Miss Kara Shelton. <laughs> yes. Yes. She is an author, a life coach. Oh, and then got the nerve to have vocals. I mean, <laughs> baby, <laughs> tell these people who you really are. You just said it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't set out to have all these things, but just God's blessing and multi-talented. So I'm gonna use all my gifts to the maximum capacity. I know that's right, cause the only God gave gift God gave me was the gift of blab child, which is why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I'm going to give you a little bit of vocals, but not enough where you can be. I think he knew if he gave me too many talents, I was going to cut up. I was going to act you know a fool. What? No. He was like, no, that's not what you need. But how did you end up with all of these things? Like, let's start with the author and being a life coach. Um, yeah. All of those things. How did you get there? So, um, actually, my, the authoring part was me wanting to share my experience. My husband and I lost our twin daughters in 2010, um, the day after they were born. And um, so that book was really birthed out of me wanting to share that experience because I came into contact with so many other women and families who had a similar experience. And they shared with me that they felt that they were alone, like they were the only person in the world to experience that. And so I wanted to be real transparent and let people know that even if you experience something like that, you can heal, you know, life goes on and, you know, here's how you manage that. Um, and then to let their support system know how to walk with you through that journey because it's very difficult. Um, things happen. It's more than just the event itself of the loss. There's life afterwards and um, people need to know how to walk beside you. So that book took me seven years to write and I finally did it. And it's so funny because at the time that I released it, I said, you know what? We're going to work on this music thing too, Dre. So let's get started. Yes. <laughs> and we did, I released the book in May um, of 2018. And then we did the live recording for the sound in September. So it was crazy. I did not plan it that way. It just mm -hmm. kind of happened. Um, so that was the music side of it. And then the coaching is something that I kind of fell into by accident. Like the company was looking for me, for someone to, you know, run their dream program and have people help people with their dreams and goals. And I have a training and HR communication background. So I said, I can do that. <laughs> so, you like, where I sign? Right here? Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> So um, uh, I kind of, I got certified on that and I've coached people as far away as New Zealand. Um, and oh, so wow. um, even though my formal day job is now in, H in HR strictly, um, I do coach private clients in business coaching, spiritual coaching, general life coaching and all of that. Wow, that's amazing. First of all, to be able to 
to be able to birth a book after dealing with so so much tragedy I can only send like you know my my positive vibes that way on what you had to deal with um yeah. I hear a lot of mothers say that that they feel alone after that people don't understand in their close in their close-knit circle for real okay. about what's going on and so to hear that you're able to not only not only get through that grief, but then be like, hey, I'm gonna help you get through this grief too. Like, that speaks values, cause I'm selfish <laughs> and I don't know if I can do that. I'd be like, first of all, don't ask me nothing. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was hard. I had to heal for sure. Like, it, I mean, it's the darkest days of my life that I went through. I mean, dealing with depression, thoughts of suicide and, you know, that's, there's such a stigma there with mental health with black people and especially people of faith too. Um, mm. But, you know, I, I went to counselor and I prayed. You know what I mean? That part. <laughs> that part. So actually on my last episode, I, um, I spoke with a young lady who was a, um, a life coach. And that's one of the things we spoke about is that in the black culture, it's almost like if you go to counseling, you forget your faith. And they are one and the same. You need both. I need the professional help as well as my spiritual help to be able to get through what I'm getting through. And I mean, so, it was the best decision I made. I mm-hmm. mean, my husband went with me and I mean, it really, really helped us, you know, on that journey a lot faster. You know yeah. what I mean? I think people, they wait too long and then they find themselves spiraling out of control and being destructive with their behavior. And um, and I didn't even make the call for myself, funny enough. My baby sister did. She oh, wow. she called the counselor like, no, my sister's not acting like herself. She needs to be seen. I was like, you never know watching. Ma'am? <laughs> and like, I've been in a situation where people have been like, you know, I texted you the other day and you were real short. And that's not usually how you are. And I'm just like, dang, like, am I that telling? Like, <laughs> right, right. So people close to you know you best. They do. Know you, they know you better than you know yourself. A lot of the time, you be like, you don't know me, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> so... Okay, so we, we went to counseling and we worked on those things and you still kept your faith. And then, girl, you got the nerve to be able to blow, okay? Like, <laughs> I can do a little something. I mean. Girl, that's more or less. I can do a little something, okay? My TikTok <laughs> fans say we do a little something. You sang it. So, like, how did the music for you get you where you are now? Like, how did you be like, you know what? I can sing and y'all gonna hear me sing. Well, I mean, I, I think it just happened organically. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a singing family. Andre will tell you that. We, everything was musical. Somebody could sing, play, do something, right? Mm-hmm. So I grew up around it. And so um, my parents used to tell a story. My dad's group was singing one time. And um, I started trying to walk down the aisle behind him, trying to sing, I'm just a nobody. And I was like, two. So oh, wow. how about the Williams Brothers? <laughs> I'm barely talking. I'm trying to sing, right? So um, I remember doing my first solo at church at like three. And you're not supposed to be in the choir until you're five. But I was like, listen, I'm ready. I'm just put me up there. You know, I'm ready. So I got this. I love it. So you you literally been singing your entire my whole life. Yeah, and and music has 
healed me in so many ways, especially during that period of time. But, um, you know, my parents really helped me foster that gift too. I mean, putting me in piano lessons at eight, you know, vocal lessons started in junior high school. So I've been trained classically. So I'm a mm-hmm. very technical singer, um, but I learned to appreciate all genres of music and, um, and really hone my craft. I even taught vocal lessons for a while. And I was like, look, I'm not ready for that because you know, you got a lot of aspiring singers out there and they're <laughs> and it's hard to break the news sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, I think I'm taking like, as far as I can. <laughs> you be like, you think that's what I sound like, huh? You, you <laughs> I wanted you to hit an A, you flat. I don't know what, what note that is. You be trying to, and you sound like you're just so nice. Like, okay, well, let's try again. Me, I was like, see, no, this not for you. We gonna have to try another career. Maybe <laughs> sing it. Yeah. And you should talk. <laughs> not your grace. That's okay. Let's tell me what it is, you know? Yeah. That's a lot. So you are a woman of faith. Yeah. So when you were re- getting ready to release Consuming Fire, how nervous were you? Ooh, that's such a good question. I was super nervous because I had taken a 14, 15 year break at this point. Oh, wow. From music, um, I released my first album back in 2004 and I had a very interesting experience with that whole thing. And I was like, I don't really know if I want to do this, you know? Um, you know, people can be very critical and, um, you know, the music circles can be very tight knit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, you know, I've been out of it for a while. You know, I've just kind of been doing my thing at church, you know, here and there, you know, when I'm invited out. But I don't know if I really want to, if I have the confidence enough to step back out here after all these years. And, right. you know, I'm an artist, you know, I write the lyrics and come up with the melody and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's, you know, every song is precious to me. And it's like, will people like it? Will they play it? Like, you know, so I had a lot of those thoughts. Um, in my head, but I have to really credit my production team, you know, Dre and Antoine Franklin and all the people who played and sang on this um, particular record um, for helping me like, Carl, no, it's really a good song (laughs) and kind of encouraging me and I appreciate that so much. I know I'm not everybody's favorite singer, but I do have a style and um, what I do is not contrived. It's from the heart. And uh, so that's something I can be proud of. You know, if we were everybody's favorite, anything this world would be boring, right? Right. Like everybody like the same stuff. We wouldn't have nothing different at all. Yeah. You, you gotta have your own style and your own flex yeah. to put out there. Yeah. So, you but you do have you have a fur baby, but you have a baby, right? I do. Yeah, Kata, he's he's seven now. Can you oh, that? Wow. <laughs> I love little boys. He's such a joy and easy, you know. I mean, and right now he still lets me hug him and you know kiss him on his cheek, and he'll crawl in my lap still. And my baby is ten. He will be eleven in February. He still do all of those things. He still allows me to hug him. He still allows me to kiss him in front of his friends. Yes. I'm in the bed with me and watch a movie. Yes. I still get all of those things. So when I hear my friends being like, your baby still let you, I be like, girl, yes, he, my baby still like, I be kind of nervous though. Cause I'm like, well, we, I know it's gonna stop soon. I just don't, 
I don't want it to stop. Let me enjoy it right now. I be, you know, it be moments, right? Like when you just be tired. You be, I'm tired. I don't want to be mommy right now. I don't want to be Cubana. I don't want to be the podcaster. I don't want to be the influencer. And I'm sure you've had those moments, but it's something about these kids. When they come in the room, they happy to see you walk through the door. And after experiencing the loss like we did, it was such a joy to yeah. have a child in our home and to give birth and all that experience and turn out completely different, you know what I mean? And so I am just so grateful to have Caden and he is such a joy. I mean, and when I do get tired, you know, first I gotta thank my husband because he is such a support for me because I rip and run, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> go, 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 where's car? I don't know, I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> he falls it down, he keeps me centered and grounded and Kaden and my husband have such a bond to us, father and son, and so that warms my heart to see them interact with each other and uh, do things together. And um, and every day, you know, coming home, I mean, our home is such a place of peace, yeah. and it's our safe haven. And truly, I'm thankful for that because I know everybody doesn't have that dynamic, but we do, and I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So I can come home and enjoy my family after yeah. a hard. So, like, speaking of enjoying your family, right? So, like, I'm sure your family, especially your husband, your son, they probably hear you sing around. I know my family's tired of hearing me sing. Because <laughs> I don't care what they say, I can sing. But <laughs> I'm sure they hear you sing around the house all the time. But when Consumer Fire dropped and, like, you could listen to it, you know, on any streaming device and you hear it play, like, how did they react? Yeah, Kaden was like, mommy, that's you. Like, so in my car, when I'm playing like Spotify or something, whatever, or just whatever I've downloaded to my phone, it'll pop up the little picture on the, on my dash. And um, Kaden was like, mommy, you're fat. You're on, you're on the radio. So, I mean, he <laughs> <laughs> was so hyped. And Kevin, of course, is very proud of me, but the reaction from my son was priceless. And he knows the words just as much as I do. I mean, yes. he can sing all the vocal parts just like I can. And um, just to see him like, wow. I mean, that's humbling for me because I want him to know that he can do it too. Like whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, it doesn't have to be music, but it, it can be whatever, that he can achieve a level of success um, and, and, and share his gifts um, mm-hmm. with the public. And I want him to know that. And so that really touched me, his reaction to me. I know that would make me like, melt i probably cry like oh god like this child you sent me so like is he a singing child because you know you got your kids like they're like my mama can sing i can't sing kaden can actually carry a tune and i wasn't pressuring him or anything Mm because i want him in a direction he doesn't want to go but he loves to sing and he we've tried drum lessons too before um actually right when the pandemic hit and he took so naturally to it um he loves to dance he loves i think he'll be able to play whatever instrument he's always on garage band on my phone so like (laughs) he'll make a little beat like mom listen to this and so to to see i love it i'm just talking like that already i'm like yeah you're like don't be great make my little beat (laughs) so Thank you. Extra piano, so I can give you some tips exactly. real quick. Right. <laughs> Love it that you said you didn't pressure him to do anything, and then it just came so naturally. Like that's really yes. fortunate to hear. I hear a lot of um, professional 
singers and athletes. And that's the person that like, I didn't pressure them, whatever they wanted to do, you know, that's what I allowed them to do. Whereas like my family um, actually was very musical. So I played the piano. Okay. Um, I wanted to play the flute so bad. And my mom was like, no, you're gonna play the piano because she played the piano. Yeah. You know, like, um, my uncles played the drums and the guitars and like all of those. So we we got music all through the family. So it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, right, so, right. Though music, singing wasn't dealt in my cards, music was. So it's like for <laughs> me, I appreciate all genres of music. Yeah. So when you when you were singing, how did you pick? And I hate to say this because I feel like you don't you're not in a box because you can really blow. But like, <laughs> how did you pick the genre that you wanted to to pursue the most? You know what? Um, I think that kind of came because of my faith and mm-hmm. just kind of what I grew up around all the time. You know, it was more leaning towards the gospel or um, later in life, contemporary um, Christian and so forth. But I, like I said, I started, well, I started in church, but I did sing classical music too. So mm-hmm. for a while there, I was going to call myself to go to school, college and sing opera music. Oh. Um, so, but I said, no, I don't know if I can, I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> um, because that's what I, you know, I was trained to sing those kind of sacred songs and art music and all those kinds of things um, in different languages and all of that. So, um, but it just felt right for me. But that's never to say that I won't branch out because, like I said, I appreciate all genres of music. I love jazz. Ooh, a good jazz vocal. That's just, blo- that's beautiful. Um, so I think you'll hear more from me in the future. Okay. I, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be like, mm, she said. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there right now, Dre. I want to do a jazz Christmas album. Okay, you heard it right here on, on the Full Child Chronicles first, right? This is when you heard it. First. Okay, so it is what it is. So, you released Consuming Fire on your birthday with did, yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. I know. Why did you choose then? And how did the pandemic affect you getting this project out? Man, I mean, it has made it so slow because we have to take the, we have to be cautious, right? We don't want anybody getting sick, and you know, there's a lot of post production still to be done on a lot of the music. So it has been very um, a very slow process with the pandemic, mm-hmm. but it's okay because I believe everything is supposed to be done in its timing, and when it's time and when it's right, you know, I waited 14, 15 years. I'm not about to rush it now. Right, you like I can wait um, for my months. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be all right. But Dre actually picked my birthday. I was like, oh, you know, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> okay, great. Because he knows I'm a big birthday person. I love celebrating birthdays, not just mine, everybody's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was like, let's just do it for your birthday and put it out there. And I said, okay, well, I know people are waiting because they went to the live recording. They're like, hey, when we going to hear something, right? So I said, well, at least we can drop something. So we did that and then, you know, it's so different because I I would think that if if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I'd be like actually going mm. physically going to places and churches and you know other than uh, other venues singing, but you can't really do that right now. So <laughs> things have been virtual. I've had some virtual opportunities which have been good, but I'm really really looking 
forward to just getting out there because I like to be around people. Like I, I, I like to meet people, talk to people, you know, like get to know people face to face. Um, and so I'm looking forward to that because I'm a live singer. Yeah. Really, that's a secret people don't know. I love to sing live. Really? I know some people are like, I'm a studio singer and mm-hmm. when they sing live, they kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I love live, I do better live and I'm, um, I am looking forward to that. You're looking for that <laughs> crowd interaction. See, I'm a shower singer myself, so it's just like. <laughs> Everybody got their niche. I found mine. So. I'm going to create something called the Shower Grammy. I'm a yes. I'm going to win. And when I get my award, I'm like, thank you, Kyra, because it's because of you that I'm here today. I'm going to take all the soap bottles I had to knock over to get to the one to use as a microphone. Okay? It's just going to be what it is. Oh, my gosh. So before we get out of here, you got to sing a little something, something. Oh, you know what? Let me sing one of these. This song has been on my heart for a couple of days. And I pray we can all get back together soon. So when yeah. I can get in the church building and worship like I want to, then <laughs> this is my songs that come out of my heart. Um, <laughs> you are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You better sing, girl. (laughs) You better sing. So if people want to get to know you and follow you on social media where can they do that so go to car shelter music on instagram and on facebook it's the official car shelter and i do have um a youtube channel Mm-hmm. Car Shelton. <laughs> or you can go visit my website, www.carshelton.com. You heard her, okay? So all of the information that she has just stated will be below in the description box. No matter where you're listening to this or if you're watching this on YouTube, I will link her YouTube page to mine. Okay. Um, and if you are listening to the song that's playing underneath that is consuming fire so make sure you go and download that so you can keep up with miss shelton thank you so much for coming through thank you for having me on i enjoyed myself today yes i appreciate it so much so y'all stay tuned and i'll be right back it ain't nothing like a good online boutique and i'm gonna give y'all a little secret one of the best ones out there is a Leah Rose Boutique. Look, go to LeahRoseBoutique.com, child. I'ma tell you why. She got everything. She got shades, earrings, lip gloss, t-shirt, dresses, biker shorts. Baby, she got it all. Look, I'm the shade queen, honey. And sometimes I gotta switch out these prescription glasses and put on my shades so I can catch all the shade that might be thrown at me. And then I also make sure I wear my rose hip oil from Aaliyah Rose Boutique. Has my lips feeling smooth, soft, and kissable, okay? Look, go ahead and check out this boutique. Baby, I promise you won't be disappointed. Make sure you tell them, Cubana sent you, mwah. Ooh, child. Quarantine's still going on, honey. 
And guess what? Those kids still getting on your nerves, child. So why not take yourself on over to FunCubed.com and order you and those kids a fun yet educational activity to do while you're still in quarantine. Listen, I understand. The world is slowly opening back up. But it's not all the way open yet. And those kids still need to learn stuff through the summer and still need to keep busy. So go ahead, go to funcubed.com and tell them Cubana sent you. What's good, everybody? And shout out to Kara Shelton for coming through, singing us a little bit and talking to us about all of her musical genius and everything else that she has going on. Make sure y'all download Consuming Fire, available everywhere you get your music, okay? Now, before we get into these hot topics, child, let's talk about what's in the Cubana Kiss mug. Now, if you missed the Black Friday sale, that's on you. It went from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. All of the merch and all the ad space was 30% off. Um, I'm sure I'm going to have another sale coming soon, but this one was my first. So shout out to everybody who was able to get their mugs, their shirts, their hoodies, their tumblers, everything. So shout out to you and thank you for your support. Now, what's in my mug, child? Let me tell you. It's a little Don Julio today, okay? Now, y'all know how much I actually enjoy dark liquor and wine. Um, but today, I was feeling a little frisky, okay? So I put a little Don Julio, a little strawberry juice, a little ginger ale, okay, and a little splash of lemonade. Let me tell y'all, this is the drink, okay? I'm not a big tequila fan, so when I have it, I have to doctor it up a little bit. So I made myself a little fake margarita, if you will, with a little different flavor. So, make sure you check out all of my merch available at the link in the description box, no matter where or how you are listening or watching this, it's there for you, okay? So, make sure you get you some Cubana Kiss merch. Now, let's talk about these hot topics, okay? Now, child, hot topics being a mess. And y'all know I like to go to my favorite, Hot 97, to get the latest scoop because they give us the real and not the rumors, okay? No shade to the shade room, but shade. Listen. Let's just talk about a lot of things that's going on. Um, 21 Savage, his little brother, his younger brother was murdered. And I want to send my condolences to that family. That is never an easy pill to swallow when someone is taken from you unexpectedly, right? So I definitely want to send my prayers to them. The London Metropolitan Police have arrested one suspect in the connection of the murder of 21 Savage's brother. His name is Terrell Davis. Um, Terrell, who goes by Tim One Way, was stabbed after an argument with an old friend, after an old, with an old friend as an escalate. Um, a family member said that the old friend lunched toward Terrell and Terrell didn't see it coming. The stabbing reportedly took place in London. Um, if you're not, if you didn't know, that's where they are from. 21 Savage posted a picture of him and his brother, um, a throwback picture, and it simply just said, I can't believe somebody took you, took you, baby, bro. I know I took my anger out on you, and I wish I could take that shit back. I 
could never understand or feel how people feel when they lose a sibling or anyone that close to them. Um, but I definitely send my prayers and my condolences to 21 Savage and their family during this hard time. Um, ain't nothing easy about death, period. And especially in this world we're living in currently. Ain't nobody trying to really, you can't even, you can't even grieve the way you want to grieve because there's so much stuff that's going on. So I definitely send my prayers to them. Now, since our last meetup, chow, woo, since our last meetup, Megan the Stallion dropped good news. Okay, I was going to say this hot topic for last, but I just can't, okay? So... Let's just talk about good news. First of all, the very first song on the good news album is Shots Fired. Yo, Shots Fired goes in. This one song gives me more insight on what really happened than Tory Lane's whole album. Like, yo, you don't even understand. Listen, one part of the song, because y'all know I can't play it because they assume me. The very first verse. The very first verse, imagine niggas lying about shooting a real bitch, huh? Just to save face for rappers niggas, for rapper niggas you chill with. Imagine me giving a fuck if it was your fucking birthday. You and your feelings just, just, I just thought it was another Thursday. Listen, she said you a motherfucking crybaby bitch. You old crying ass bitch. That's what she said to Tori. I'm just, I'm just giving y'all what she said. I'm just telling you, that's what she said. And then, you know, if you, if you keep listening, you keep listening to the songs. You shot a 510 bitch with a 22. Talking about bones and tendons like them bullets wasn't pellets. A pussy nigga with a pussy gun in his feelings. Okay, he in the backseat and he, he keep calling me a bitch. He a bitch. We all know that shit. I could have came back with little ass nigga. He talking about flowers, dollars, and goofy shit. I told him, you not popping. You just on the remix. Bitch! Okay? Listen, first of all, there's very few albums that I can listen to from start to finish. I find myself skipping around. Um, Tory Lanez album, like, I love me some Tory Lanez. I love me some chick, Chicks takes. Um, the last album he could low-key kept. But this... This right here, Megan's Good News. Y'all, this is just the first song. The first song is what she dedicated to his ass. Listen here, nigga. I'm gonna get this shit off my chest and I'm gonna say shit else about it. And that's gonna be it. And I'm gonna wrap it up. The rest of the songs, you know, she released her single, um, Body. Um, I'm still trying to learn that. Body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. That's all I can sing because they gonna sue me. But listen, the, I like the song. I know a lot of people are like, oh, she could have kept it. I enjoyed the song. I, I enjoy me a good twerk song. So all the people who saying that she could have kept it, you could just change the song. Um, like I said, the album is fire. So listen to it. Check it out. Tell me what you think. <laughs> quickly, very quickly, I do want to thank God, the man above, that Jeremiah is being, uh, he is out of ICU. He is recovering tremendously well um, from COVID-19. If you listen to my previous episode, I told you that I was sending my prayers to Jeremiah and his family. Um, Jeremiah and I went to college together 
and I am very close with his family or well, close enough to his family to know that prayer works and prayer changes and I am so glad to hear that he is out of ICU and working um, within his recovery to get back to those babies and I'm sure your mom is very happy so so happy that you're doing well Jeremiah and my prayers are still with you guys now who shall? Who Who watched the fight? Did you watch the fight? Okay, so one of those people on the fight, it was Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. Nate Robinson, former NBA player, former Bulls. Shout out to Shottown. Yo, Nate debuted his boxing career by going against Jake Paul. Jake Paul has only about two or three, I think this was his third fight. Um, out of those two fights that he had previous to the fight with A. Robinson, he he won both of them um, with knockouts. And it's, it's technically considered undefeated. Now, Nate, on the other hand, you can tell by watching the fight, child, boxing is not, it, you needed more um, training. I'm not a boxer. I just can throw hands. Okay, so I'm not going to get in no ring with no professional. You're not going to talk me to get in there with Layla Ali and get my ass beat. That's not what's going to happen. But if you want Pookie on the street to catch a fade, I'm just saying, call me up. But it was the fight. The big ticket was Mike Tyson, age 54. Okay, y'all, he's 54 years old. And Ray Jones Jr., who is 51 years old, they got in the ring. They was throwing them bows. And it was good to see two old men still get it. Um, I mean, 58 old, but they was moving like they was old. Like, they looked tired. Now, that was the big fight. That was the big ticket fight that everybody was watching for. Now, before the big fight, like I said, former basketball star Nate Robinson and YouTuber Jake Paul had their boxing matches. Now, a lot of us were confused because these two together didn't appear to be a great fight, right? Nate Robinson is listed at 5'9". Jake is listed at 6'1". The reach was ridiculous for Jake. I mean, it was just like, it just didn't seem like an even matchup. Um, even in weight, but this, this is what it was, okay? So, now, to give you guys some concept, some, some you know, some concepts, some view to this. Nate is the one who called out Jake, saying that he wanted to fight him in the ring after Jake won a match again against Anya Sungib, okay? So this is what he said, he said, I want all the smoke. I'm a top tier athlete. You beating me will probably be the biggest accomplishment for your boxing career or a social media influencer, whatever you are. That's your biggest claim to fame right now is knocking out Nate Robinson. So come and do it. I'm putting me, I'm putting my everything on the line for you. Let's get it done, it's just that simple. It wasn't that simple. I feel like that was the start of a BET movie. Like, y'all, y'all, look, this was the knockout, okay? This was the knockout right here. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. Um, if you listen it, you can hear Snoop going crazy, like, ah! It was just a hot mess, okay? He's singing the hymns. He's trying to get night, to the ring. Um, and at the end of the day, Nate got knocked out. And I think the issue is that he was just very, 
he was so confident. He talked so much shit and he couldn't back it up. Like, bruh, what's, what's that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that overwhelmed, that like, that overshadowed the Mike and Ray fight because everybody was like, yeah, damn it. He only lasted two rounds. Two, two of them. He only lasted two rounds. Listen, we ain't even got time. Now, over the weekend, over Black Friday weekend, it was Reginae Carter's birthday. And if you don't follow her on social media, just know Reginae parties go up, okay? She throws great parties. It seemed like uh, once COVID is over, I would love to attend one. It just is what it is. But social media goes crazy after she thanks YFN Lucci for throwing her birthday party. Okay. So everybody's trying to figure out what's really the tea, honey. What's the tea with these two? They own, they off, they own, they off. They not together, they together. We want to know. So, Reginae was only celebrating her 22nd birthday, baby. She is such a baby. But shout out to Reginae. She had a Hot Boys themed birthday party, okay? She was celebrating the 9 the 2000. <laughs> so, she paid homage to people like her dad, Foxy Brown, Eve, I mean, she created some, um, recreated some of their album covers. She even had a billboard to promote her party. It just was a high, it, I mean, listen, this was it. This was everything that she wanted in some, okay? But then she gets on Twitter, child, and she decided to show her boyfriend, wife, and Lucci some love, okay? She gave him props for throwing her party. Look, the tweet said, thank you to my amazing boyfriend. You did that party. And she got the little, you know, heart-filled emojis. She must got an Android phone because I don't even understand these emojis. But on IG, she wrote, last night was mad real. Thanks to my boyfriend for throwing me this amazing party. Thanks to my parents for the juvenile and Manny uh, Connect legendary. And I want to thank everybody who came and partied with me. Y'all are some real ones. So look, happy belated birthday to Rajanae. Twitter is not liking the fact that you did all of that extra shit just to be back with that nigga. But listen, I don't, it's, that's, whatever, sis, that's all you, okay? That's all you. You do what you want to do. Now, so, unless you really been sleeping on the rock, Summer Walker announced that she is pregnant by London on the track. Um... I am slightly confused about this. I feel like she like his seventh baby mama. Like, sis. I don't really judge people by that shit. But, like, I don't know how I would feel being number seven. Like, the seventh baby mama. I don't know if I could do it. I ain't saying it won't happen because you just never know what God put on your heart, child. I just don't know if I could deal with that. And then, on top of that, you know, some of... I hate to say this, but I know this album finna be dope. When she come out with an album, it's gonna be dope. Look, she said, I should have really, out, I should really out this bum ass nigga at London on the track. I could really fuck up life. Laugh out loud, but I'm not for now, LOL. For now, I'ma just take my L, a whole bitch. Then in the next post, she proceeded to say how black men should do better. She said, my grandfather Elaine, my father Elaine, and this nigga Elaine. This nigga Elaine, LOL. And I guess the cycle will just continue. I guess niggas still dealing with shackless, 
shackles of a mentality of slavery or some shit back when white men ripped you from your families and beat you to death if you tried to protect them. It goes deep. Shit's really sad. I mean, listen, Lamar Track responded. He said, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to let heightened emotions continued false narratives and accusations trick me into disrespecting the mothers of any of my children. He went on to say that he loves his kids and he's doing everything he can legally to ensure his kids have a good life. He said that his kids are his main priority and not the drama. So he said some are gone somewhere with that shit. But listen, Summer, you knew what you was getting into. You said it yourself. Like, he barely saw his children when he did see his children. And now you mad because he doing you the same way he did his baby mama's like, I don't understand. Girl, I'ma shut up. I'm a baby mama. I'm a baby mama. But what I ain't is stupid. And I wish a nigga would. And so that's all I gotta say on that. So I do want to talk about Lori Harvey. Future, Michael B. Jordan, um, Dior. It's just it's just a mess. That's Dior. Okay, listen. So the the thing was that Lori and Future were dating. Okay, so a lot of people were like, oh, Lori, hurry for the streets, Lori for the streets, da 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 da. But I think what we failed to realize is really Future was for the streets, and Lori just picked his ass up. See, what I think y'all failed to realize is that what Lori Harvey is doing, it's what's considered dating. She has no ties to anyone. She has no children and she is not married. She does not have to settle down with anybody that she's dating. And she doesn't have to date them exclusively. So for people who just kind of like don't understand what dating looks like as a young woman, um, unfortunately, <laughs> you have been awakened, okay? So, Lori and Future are no longer dating. But what's being said now is that, now this is a rumor. Y'all know I really don't do rumors, but this one I'm kind of interested in. So they're saying that Lori and Michael B. Jordan are dating. I don't think that's true. I think they just got soft scene together. It just is what it is on that. But then Future posted up with um, Des Dior, and so now it's just some shit. So we're going to watch this one, y'all. We're going to see what's going on here with that, okay? Speaking of babies. Fantasia is expecting her first child with her husband, Kendall Taylor. I don't really have nothing to say about that. Congratulations. How, how old is Fantasia's other child? I feel like she... I mean, she had her kid kind of young though, right? So I don't know how old her other kid is, but I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to be Fantasia. I feel like I'm going to be that girl who just got like... I'm going to have this 20-year-old child and a 10-year-old child because of how my life operated. But it just is whatever the fuck it is. Congrats to Fantasia and Kendall Taylor on their first child together. Oh, this is weird. Didn't he? Didn't his child have a, a daughter? I mean, didn't his, one of his kids have a baby? So technically, like, now he got a grandchild that's always going to be older than his kid. Ooh, child. Listen, talk about ooh, child. Ooh, child. Somebody need to put a muzzle on Lisa Ray. That's that's what I have to say. I feel like she has a lot of nothing to say. And then when she just be talking, shit just keep flying out. Okay. So, during a recent episode of Fox's Souls Cocktails with Queens, Lisa Ray made a couple of accusations regarding Halle Berry's personal life. She said that it is rumored that Halle Berry is bad in bed. But you know what? Tony Braxton got some fine men back in the day. Yes, she, she did. 
She she I don't know what she yeah. So we don't know what she's doing in the bedroom. It'd be, it'd be like Halle Berry. Yeah, I can't imagine Tony Braxton not being able to put it down with the with the amount of love songs that this girl got and the right. amount of passion no action. What you mean, uh, Lisa Ray about Halle Berry? She not supposed to be good in the bed. That's what they said. That's what I read. Really? And that's what I heard. Oh. That's, that's what, what they say. So nobody know. regrets not doing anything when they were young. No. I do regret stuff. Tony regrets I, it. I, that's what they said. That's what I read. That's what I've heard. Um, that's what they say. This is what Lisa said in regards to the rumors. Now, Hallie found out about what she had to say and hit, hit, hit Shreddy up, hit Lisa Ray up via Twitter. She said, ask my man at Von Hunt. He'll tell y'all all y'all need to know. What she said is, bitch, where your nigga at? Okay. So, she said, I'm gonna go ahead and, and move around. And I'm just gonna let him answer. Like, I still got my man. <laughs> Where's yours? I must be doing something right or something he like. Listen, I just feel like Lisa Wright does a lot of talking. This ain't the first time she done said some shit. I just really, really wish she would just shut up. Just shut up. Ooh, child. Now, we know Cardi B is the queen of a clapback. She don't give a fuck who you are. From Donald Trump on down to us. She do not care. Fans included. She will go clean in, okay? So, recently, she had something to say to Wiz Khalifa um, regarding his comments about her winning a Grammy. Okay, so this is what happened. So, okay. So, this is what happened. This is what the tweet read. Cardi winning a Grammy when Nicki didn't is the biggest proof that they don't know shit about music. This is what Wiz tweeted, okay? This is what he tweeted. Most self-made artists have this problem, okay? So, Cardi thought that he was talking about her. She said, I don't understand why niggas entertain tweets that pit successful, that put successful women against each other. You're not tired. You're not tired of that. Especially when you was rooting hard for when a rooting hard when a bitch was at the bottom. Um, she then squares just <laughs> This bitch is the shit. She then shared screenshots of a DM Wiz sent her back in 2016 when the rapper encouraged her and wrote, you're doing a great job and the way you address things is admirable. Keep your light shining and don't let others take it. So she like, he gonna say, damn, that was good advice. I still support you, nothing's changed. You're self-made in my book as well. So, I don't understand how you're mad. Because it's, okay, obviously the tweet was clearly about Cardi, right? Like, we're just gonna go there. The tweet was clear about Cardi. Unless he was talking about Megan. Oh, this is interesting. Um, and the plot thickens. So, we gonna see how this go, okay? Because he's saying that, you know, listen, I still support you. In other news, Dave Chappelle had Netflix take the Dave Chappelle show off until he is properly paid. Um, he said he ain't got time. Dave Chappelle show they haven't paid him the right way or something. He said he want his coins. Okay, before you start putting my shit up on Netflix, take it down. So it was up there for like a couple days and it was down quick. As quick as it was put up, it was as quick as it was put down. So we gonna see what happens there. Okay, that's all I got today for the hot topics, baby. I tried to pick the juiciest and the ones that made me chuckle. But if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast network. 
via Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, whatever. Make sure you leave your girl a rating and a comment, okay? That's how I get noticed by the people I need to be noticed by. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to hit that notification bell and subscribe to your girl's channel so you don't miss any future episodes or any other goodies I might have for you, okay? So, until then, y'all, make sure you follow me on everything at Cubana Kiss. I'll be there waiting on you. Until then, y'all, TTYL. Bye.